I wish I could do a good Vince McMahon impersonation. Because that's what I want to do right now. Every time I hear this WrestleMania theme music, like the classic WrestleMania theme music, which YouTube and Brighteon and everybody else cannot hear. Sorry. Yeah, every time I hear this music, I just want to do my best Vince McMahon impersonation. I don't have a good one, though, so I'm not going to bother. Hi, everybody. I was going to say, some people are really great at impersonating Vince McMahon. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Nor am I. Yeah. But anyhow, welcome, everybody, to the Home Record Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Hello. And two episodes in a row we're going to be talking about wrestling and wrestlemania yes. crazy yeah well no it's actually i'm lying it's not two episodes in a row technically recording two episodes recording in two row. episodes yeah. in a row <laughs> but we just put one out on a movie that we watched so yeah, yeah it's not really day. two in a row but yeah yeah so wrestlemania is done it's in, in the, the books. books as they say yes very well done and we're just gonna talk about it today because we watched it first real like complete wrestling we've watched in a long time yeah i'm gonna ask you just real quick what were your thoughts going into the show what did you think what were you expecting did it go as you thought it would go did you think it would be better or worse than it ended up being and i don't want like a thumbs up or thumbs down just what were you thinking about going into it i wasn't sure because i haven't been watching the smackdown and raw episodes where it's in um empty arenas already so i was like i don't know how that's going to translate especially during wrestlemania because wrestlemania is about like the pageantry as well i mean there's so much you usually have like artists performing songs and all this kind of entertainment and everyone has new gear and it's this big spectacle and I kind of assumed that that wasn't going to happen. So going into it, what was I expecting? I didn't know what to expect. I kind of just left my expectations open. Having watched it, could have been worse like there was some there was some really good stuff but even the stuff that wasn't so great considering everything it's just not having that audience there really makes a difference mm-hmm. yeah how about you we decided to start watching some old wrestling older wrestling going into wrestlemania weekend because we, have, we haven't watched any wrestling in forever so i'm like oh let's watch some good wrestling so I put on we put on a couple of different WrestleManias, some matches from WrestleManias and stuff like that on the WWE network. And the whole time I was watching, all I could think was, how in the hell are they going to pull this off with no crowd? I was thinking that too. How how is this going to be? Because like you said, we haven't watched any of the shows where they've been filming from their performance center and without a crowd. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking was how are they going to do this other crowd? Because that's so such a big part of the show is the audience. They're, they're an integral part of it. So when you don't have the audience live there, I don't know how you do it. So that was my thing was uh, how are they going to do this? That's what I was thinking going into it. And there was some bright spots that we're going to go through and we'll talk about everything one by one. And I'm going to not I'm going to I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be very critical of anything. I'm going to do my best not to be because how are you going to critique something like this? This has never been done before. It's it's either one of it's one of those you either like it or you don't, I think. And to critique it and pick it apart is just kind of asinine in my view, but that's just me. So that's what I was thinking was how they how are they going to pull this off without a crowd? And we found out how they pulled it off without a crowd. You just go ahead and do it. Yeah, just do it. So uh, I think if we just go through, I mean, it was two nights. And the first night, there was like a pre-show on both nights as well. Yeah, that started uh, it was about Drew, an hour before the show. Was it Drew Gulak and... Well, I'm going to just pull it up right okay. here and we'll look at it. You don't have to go off the top of your head. Like okay. you're going to remember 17, 18 matches off the top of your head. I was going to try, damn it. All right. Well, the first night kicked off with Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. That's the 
anything that he did where he had him around his shoulders. Yeah, it was and neat. he spun around with like no hands. That was so cool. Yeah, that was pretty. I neat. got excited. That's cool. Yeah, that that was like that made the match. <laughs> All right. So that was yeah, it was that was a decent match. It was it was fun. It, it was just weird seeing no people watching wrestling with no people. and having them come out yeah. their entrances with no people. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of strange, but yeah, I thought I thought it was decent. It was entertaining. I I was entertained by it. I thought they had a good hard hitting match. They did, and again, the little airplane spinny thing that yeah, he it was did. a neat neat little finish. I was like, he's like balancing the guy now. on his shoulders with no hands. It was very it was so cool. Yeah, it was interesting. It was I'm like <laughs> definitely unique. I want to go wake the kids up and try that now. <laughs> Jeez, I'm kidding. Okay. And next, the opening match of the pay-per-view was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross mm-hmm. against the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Carrie Sane and Asuka. Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, who are the Kabuki Warriors? The against? pirate I, chick, so obviously I like her. And uh, or Kyrie, that was sorry, for the it's... Women's Tag Team Championship. Yes. And what did you think of this match? not having a crowd it it was weird because it was almost so quiet at times and i think even though you have commentary it's not the same and i noticed throughout all the matches it's like my brain was piping in the sound of a crowd (laughs) it was like i was imagining it try to make it more i guess normalized for me the match itself it was okay it was pretty good I have because we haven't been following it. I've really tried to pay attention to the uh, videos that explaining everything. So I, I had a clue as to what was going on. I thought they did a pretty good job, but I didn't think it was the best women's match of WrestleMania. You could tell it was kind of neat. You could tell where they were cutting and, and they were doing some creative editing, which I actually I didn't have a problem with it at all. The problem I had with the cutting of the cameras some shots it was like one second is at one shot and then they switch to another angle and it was like every second it would switch and it kind of gave me a headache when it was just constant oh, the, the quick camera cuts yeah, yeah. I, it was I wasn't so a fan quick. of that but I, what i was saying i'm not talking about that i was talking about just like the edits you could tell no. like if somebody messed up a move or did something they they would they were editing it out which is fine it, i have no problem with it. it's not live so why not why not make it as the yeah, best presentation exactly. that you can so i didn't have a problem with it. and i, I knew that's fine. what you were saying but what you said yeah. triggered that gotcha. reminder of what i wanted to mention yeah who cares i mean they're obviously doing it in advance make it good right so the next match was elias defeating king corbin mm-hmm. that was interesting what was interesting about it how Elias smashed him with a guitar. That was kind of fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was. Anyone getting fine. smashed in the back with a guitar? Come on, it's fun. Well, you're not the one getting smashed. I guess it is. Exactly. Yeah. Then we had the. Raw. What about you? What did you think of that match? Eh, it's fine. I wasn't blown away or anything. Yeah, it wasn't like groundbreaking, well, but it wasn't the worst. Like I said, I'm not going to pick these matches apart. I'm not going to sit here and pick them apart. I, there's no reason to. But every everything was... Every single match, doesn't matter which one, every single one was hurt by the fact there was no crowd. But Yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to keep hammering that point home. The next match was the Raw Women's Champion... The Man! Becky Lynch, and she defeated Shayna Baszler. I didn't, I honestly thought they might give Shayna the title, but they didn't. It was not to be. No, not in the cards. I actually enjoyed wa- watching Shayna Baszler. I uh, like her. She, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a fan of her stuff. She's very realistic in the way that she wrestles. And uh, I know it's kind of weird to say it realistic, but because she was a UFC fighter, an MMA fighter, She's incorporated that style and meshed it with pro wrestling, and I, I really like the style. I enjoy watching her wrestle. So I thought that I, I thought that she was actually going to win. That was my thought, but it was not to be. No. 
Next, we had the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And he defeated Daniel Bryan. He did. And Daniel had, was it two people with him during this match? Hanging out, if memory serves correct. Who were the two people? I can't remember now. That was like two nights ago. <laughs> no, but what? <laughs> I thought it was an okay match. I like Sami Zayn's hair, growing it out. Getting kind of wild, crazy. He's got the quarantine hair going. He does. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, this is a person who can't get a haircut because all the barbershops are closed. But hey, it worked. All right. So well, what'd you think of the match? I thought it was okay. I thought they had a good match. I, I was entertained by it. Definitely different when you have... Because I'm so used to seeing Dan O'Brien come out and doing the... Yeah. Well, actually, I don't even he know did, if They did do the yes, I thought. Oh, God. But they had it with the... the that's right. I And I, I forgot to mention the host of the show. Oh. Rob Gronkowski and his buddy Mojo Raleigh were like... Gronk. The, the, go, the, the ghosts. The co-hosts of the show. Awful. I'm sorry. Just awful. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. Annoying is is the proper word. Just annoying. Get off my TV is all I could think when this guy was talking. Well, we, we were thinking this horrible. is pre-recorded and this is the best take they had of Gronk. Wow. Well, that was the second night. That was the second night. Oh, I night. thought that was the first no, night. Because well, remember, he, they were like, oh, he's got to be reading. Well, you, you could tell he's obviously reading from a cue, which is fine. I don't care yeah. about that. You could tell he's wearing sunglasses and he's obviously reading his lines. No problem. That's I don't fine. care about that. But it was I don't know what I don't know what it is about the guy. Just really really irritating. So I if if that's what they're going for, having an annoying irritating character on TV, home run. But if I, I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they they got this guy cuz he was a big time NFL player, he was on the New England Patriots and big mainstream kind of star. I I'm not a I, Maybe I'm just too old. Maybe he's he's a for the demographic age demographic beneath me now. I I don't know, but I could not get behind it at all. I was annoyed. I couldn't wait to get the guy off my TV, and putting him with his I guess his real life buddy Mojo Raleigh. Hey, good for them. They're having fun. Awesome. Thumbs up to you. But just irritating. <laughs> could, just couldn't take it. I don't know if it's the voice that is is the what he's the. the words he's saying i don't know i think part of just it was just everything like his delivery just, everything for, for me personally it was so his delivery. irritating like what is this get off my tv please and they they would they only they kept them to a minimum though so they were only out at the beginning of the show and then there was another i think there was just one more segment on the first night where they were on and they kept it kind of to a minimum thankfully i also forgot to mention both nights during the opening, they did kind of go along with that pirate theme. They had this video of some of the WWE superstars like in the ocean. And it didn't feel very piratey to me if that's what they were going for. I almost felt like they belonged in like Aquaman or something. They were on the pirate ship and everything. But it didn't feel like piratey. They had like them like on the rocks by the ocean and they had a pirate ship. But it just it didn't feel very piratey to me. So. Would you want them to have peg legs and swords? And what would you want them to be doing? Yeah, I do want peg legs and eye patches and swords and people going, arg. That was a joke. No, I just, eh, I don't know. Again, they were planning one thing and they couldn't follow through with it. So you can't really hold it against them. I'm just, I forgot to mention it because I was so excited about piratey stuff. Because I... It was going to be a pirate. Did game. you think that if they had a crowd that there would be more pirate stuff? No. What do you mean? What I'm saying is usually you have these big arenas. They do more stuff. So who knows what they could have done or what kind of props or things they could have had. That's all. Who knows? Maybe they could have had like the entrance as like the front of a big pirate ship that they're coming out of. You don't know. But you know what? That's okay because I can use my imagination as to what I wanted it to be. And I'll just kind of remember it that way. 
Next, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which was contested in a triple threat, triple, I easy for me to say, triple threat ladder match. I didn't understand this because it was a tag team championship match. You had the tag team belts, two of them, hanging from the ceiling, and it was one representative from each team was in the match. So triple threat, that was three guys, not six, three. So you had John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and Jimmy Uso representing their teams. I I didn't understand why it was just one guy from each team and none of the other teammates were out there at ringside either. I don't know if I missed some kind of a storyline from the TV because the commentators never really mentioned it either. So no idea why this was done and why it was done this way. Yeah, I was confused. I mean, what else is new? But I didn't understand. And if somebody was sick or injured or something, okay, but... Why wasn't everyone else out there? And then we were saying, is it because you're only supposed to have so many people? But then you had like the women's match with like five people. I I don't know. And they didn't, I didn't see anything explained as to why they were doing that. Because it wasn't, if it was, I missed it. I, yeah, there was nothing explained. So anyway, they actually had a pretty fun uh, match. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, a you know, what, what most of these ladder matches are, a lot of stunts and crazy moves and things and john morrison is the one that came out on top so i guess he retained the tag team titles i didn't realize he was the tag team champion but he he did he it. did it yeah. he, he and i guess his partner is the miz so they're still the tag team champions yeah. for smackdown good for them and it was an interesting finish too the way it happened with all of them holding on and he just i guess unstrapped the belt and fell and fell onto it. a damn ladder. I don't know if that hurts more or less when there's no people there, but either way it hurts. Yes. Next, we had Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in a no disqualification match. Well, it actually, now I'm looking at my results. I'm on WWE.com, and the results say in a no disqualification match, but it didn't start that way. It started as just a regular match, and then Seth Rollins was disqualified. And Kevin Owens challenged him to come back and finish and, and keep going and make it no disqualification. And then he ultimately ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that match? So Seth Rollins comes out as the Monday. Seth, Seth Rollins? Yes. Comes out as the Monday Night Messiah. And you're like, wait a minute. What's, he, what's going on with him? Who's he supposed to be? I was like, he's... He's the modern day Messiah because we haven't been watching and I got like two seconds of something. <laughs> and then you correct me. It's called reading. <laughs> it says it on the screen. Says it on the screen. Says it on his gear. But, you yeah. know, reading. Yeah, apparently not my forte. Apparently not. But I think because like that's the saying like modern day and that's what he took it off for Monday night. Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> Me screwing up reading. What else is new? But um, it was an interesting match. At points, I kind of got pulled out of it a little bit. But then, of course, you have Kevin Owens going up to like the top of the set. Su- yeah, well, sign, set, whatever it is. And he drops down and I'm just thinking like, he just he goes to the top and drops down. What are you he talking does, about? He did like an elbow drop. Yeah, yeah. He jumped and dropped an elbow onto Seth Rollins. Well, on Seth a table. is on a table. You might want to explain that. He goes to the top and drops down. What does that even I'm mean? I'm assuming everyone Remember. who's listening has watched this. Okay, way to way to assume. You got to assume people haven't watched it. Then why are they listening? And we're spoiling everything. I mean, it's talking about WrestleMania. It's the WrestleMania results show. I, I it's pretty obvious they're. There's spoilers. <laughs> Let's, yeah, we might want to put something in the beginning. Beginning of what? Like of our show notes for this. When let me ask you a question: If you are looking for results of something, isn't that obviously a spoiler? Are we gonna- I have to put on the show notes. Oh, this, just so you know, we're giving away the results, even though the show's called the fucking WrestleMania Results Show. Honey, honey, with some people, you do. Not our listeners, but just in case somebody new wants to listen, I'm sure. 
Moving on. So they had a good match, I thought. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fine. But that drop looked painful. It did. I felt that. I'm actually surprised that they did it the way that they did and they didn't have like a crash pad or something there. And Yeah. But hey, that's cool. More power to them. Yeah. yeah. But you, the guys worked hard. I mean, every that's the thing I say. Everybody worked hard. It didn't seem like anybody was taking Almost it easy. Almost as if like you have to work harder because there's no crowd. Uh, next, we had Braun Strowman and he defeated Goldberg to become the new Universal Champion. How did you feel about that? How did I feel about what? The result? Yeah. How did you feel about... I don't care. Braun. I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? How did I feel about it? Only one. What do you want me to, I don't understand. Well, I just didn't know if you felt like, oh, yeah, like it finished well. And well, it was, I guess it. it was supposed to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. And he, Roman Reigns, who's like one of the top guys in the company, was never once mentioned on the show. It was never once mentioned why he was replaced. They didn't mention him at all. So I thought that was a little weird. And they never explained why well, it's Braun Strowman against Goldberg. Now, just last minute, it was never explained. Well, I said to you, it's so probably because everyone, it's out there because of Roman Reigns, how he had leukemia, he's immune compromised. But you made a good point. And you said, like, you can't assume that everyone knows can't that. Can't assume everybody knows that. What if what if I haven't been watching wrestling for a while and I just, too, I haven't been watching wrestling for a while and I tuned in to watch it. I had no idea what was going on. If I didn't follow certain accounts on social media and I didn't look at things and go out of my way to find out, I'd have no idea. I'd just be like, what happened to the other guy? What happened to Roman Reigns? I'm just saying, there are are people that they will only watch WrestleMania. I know people that only will watch WrestleMania. They don't watch anything else. And they don't know what's going on. So that's why I'm saying. It's kind of one of those, it was just weird that he wasn't mentioned at all. I don't know what the reasoning was behind that, but... Yeah, so Braun Strowman, your new Universal Champion, beating Goldberg. They went like a minute. It was really quick. It was fast, which is fine. I'm not going to complain. Sometimes you don't need to go 20 minutes to tell to have a good wrestling match, have yeah. something entertaining. So, yeah, it was fine. I, Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that match? I thought, um, again, just thoughts that go through my head in the very beginning when uh, Braun Strowman kind of goes in front of Goldberg and he does like the roar, he like roars at him and Goldberg's kind of smirking and he comes up and he, after he has the belt and he's like ah and I just kept thinking he's chewing gum Goldberg is chewing gum and I would just laugh my ass off if he accidentally inhaled the gum while he was doing that it didn't happen the things that go through your mind oh my gosh I'm so random wow all right I can't help it And in the main event of night one of WrestleMania 36, The Undertaker defeated AJ Styles in a horror movie. I don't care what anyone says. I love this. It was actually a Boneyard match. It was awesome. But it was filmed like a damn horror movie. (laughs) They had music playing in the background. There was a soundtrack. It was was awesome. It was like a (laughs) B-movie production. I... I enjoyed it, and I didn't think I would, and I actually did. I allowed myself to just not be critical and just sit back and take it for what it was, and I enjoyed it. This was the creativity I was talking about the other day. Let's do some things that are different. Let's do something like take advantage of it. Be creative, and they did, and I saw uh, yesterday on social media a lot of people knocking it, but I don't care. I thought it was great. It was entertaining. And isn't that right now, we want to be entertained, right? Isn't that what we want? They they did it. They entertained us. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But it's like anything else. Some people are going to like stuff and some people are not going to. You're never going to please everybody. Oh, absolutely. So I liked it. I, I was entertained. I, I enjoyed it. The Undertaker looks awesome. I think it's the best he's looked in probably over five years, maybe. He looks He looks great. Well, when you can cut, <laughs> it, you, it, when you can edit things and you can ha- you can do the things that they, that they did. No, no, in no. This I'm saying physically. Oh, physically, yeah, he looked great. Yeah, yeah, he looked really good. He looked good. He seemed like he was moving okay, but he yeah. was. He also wasn't having to fall down, get back yeah. up, get he that kind of stuff wasn't it happening because they weren't in a wrestling ring. So, yeah. 
I I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I think if you do something like this with The Undertaker every single year, I'll probably be around for another five, ten years easily. Just just bring him back for WrestleMania and have him do these 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 horror movie matches. We should do more of this anyway <laughs> in general. Like, it, well, there's no audiences. I I mean, you got to do something to keep yeah. to keep it going. I mean, that's their plan. From what I understand, they're going to continue with weekly television, and they they aired a commercial for their next pay per view, which is taking place in May. So if they're still going to be doing everything, yeah, I mean, it's probably a good idea to maybe start getting a little more creative with uh, the presentation mm-hmm. because having it in the wrestling ring, yeah, it's pro wrestling, but where there's no audience, I think that really definitely hurts everything yeah. too. So yeah, I, I, I'm sure they're going to, I don't know, but I'm sure they're probably going to be doing more things like this just out of necessity, but it could end up, Maybe making it more popular again. Maybe maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll see wrestling come, come on another upswing because they're forced to be more creative and after, might catch on. Yeah. Who knows? After watching all these other matches in the ring with no audience and the silence, that was refreshing. Yeah, but it was. I just I enjoyed it. I thought it was put yeah. together really well. And it was fun. It was yeah. It was fun. AJ it coming just, out of the casket like you kind of we called it, but it doesn't matter. What are you talking about? In the very beginning, they have like the hearse. Oh, And then yeah, AJ yeah, yeah. Okay. is the one. They're playing the Undertaker's music, but AJ is the one who comes out. And we called it, but it didn't matter because it was fun. Yeah, Undertaker came in on his motorcycle, yeah. like drove in. They had Metallica yeah. as the soundtrack playing for Undertaker. It was pretty, it was just really neat, just the the whole presentation. I enjoyed it again. It's something that if this was done and there was still... And the, the the whole situation in the world wasn't going on, and this was what they presented at WrestleMania in front of a packed stadium of people. I maybe wouldn't I would have probably hated it, but I think just given the circumstances and that this is what they ended up doing, I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. It was a lot of fun, and I thought that both guys were very entertaining yeah it made me fall yeah it made me fall in love with the undertaker all over again it was yeah it was a lot of trash talk (laughs) it was just really good i i enjoyed it i i thought it was very very well done Mm -hmm. and that was yeah that was the end of night night one one. so that was that for night one so and it went pretty much ended right around 10 o'clock so they went from seven to ten three hours which was awesome yeah so easy to sit and watch that so Mm -hmm. that was that was great the next night we had the kickoff show started with Liv Morgan defeating Natalia. Thought it was all right. Yeah, I wasn't hadn't bad. seen either of them in a long. Well, I haven't seen anybody in a long time. So, yeah, I thought it was it was entertaining. They had a lot of women's matches. They did. I was very surprised at mm-hmm. the amount. Yeah, that was fine. Liv Morgan beating Natalia in the first, in the kickoff, and then the opening match of the show was Charlotte Flair defeating. Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT Women's Champion. So Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I thought they had a really good match. It may have been my favorite match, honestly, of both nights. Really? Yeah. Even though as far as wrestling matches go, I thought they had probably the best match of both nights. As far as action, I guess wrestling psychology of stuff making sense and that kind of thing, looking at it from a pro wrestler's viewpoint, I thought they had the best match. Yes, even the thing with the knee, Rhea Ripley, I for my taste, didn't... She was getting her knee worked over the entire match and then towards the end of the match, looked like she forgot that she was getting her knee worked over the whole match. But anyway, that aside, I thought I thought it was a good match. Best match of both nights, in my view. And that's saying something because you know me. I'm not a fan of women's wrestling. I think the SmackDown women, Women's Championship match was way better. And we'll get to that. Okay. Well, I, I like this match a mm-hmm. lot. It's a big fan. I, I, I like Charlotte Flair. I think Charlotte Flair is fantastic. The next match after that was Alistair Black defeating Bobby Lashley, who's married to Lana. Lana? I didn't realize they. Well, I, I, I remember hearing again, something I about followed any of the storylines. So. A wedding, but I thought it got crashed. So I don't know. I'm I I can't keep up. Well, 
he's married to her now. Good and for she's him. Not, and, and she's married to... In real life, they're... It, she's with Rusev. In real life. Yeah. They're still married, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, hard to keep up. I thought this. I thought this was okay too. wasn't bad. I like both wrestlers. I do too. Yeah, and I do too. I'm a. I like Alistair Black a I lot. I do, and I like his I like, style. Yeah. And so I thought it was an entertaining match. Um, I feel like he's always entertaining. So I was curious if watching him with no audience, it kept that, and I felt like it did. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I feel like his style translates okay to yeah. having no audience. As weird I think as it's that a good way sound. to. Yeah, but I feel like he could. Yeah, his him it and the other, the other one was a Daniel Bryan too. His style, being in the having no crowd, translates well to TV as well. Just I don't know. That's just my take. Mm-hmm. The next match was, in my view, probably the match that got hurt most by not having a live crowd. Yeah, Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler, and this whole thing was. The backstory here was a typical... I was trying so hard to catch up as to everything that happened and then try to explain it to you um, so we could fully understand what was going on and what we were watching. So there's a girl on the roster... Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, who Otis has has a crush crush on. on. Hold on, I'm going to see if I can get this out. Mandy Rose's... Is it her tag team partner? Yeah. And it's supposed to be like her best friend. Is, it, what's her name? I don't know her name. I just had it in my head. Some girl. Yeah. <laughs> I see this is how often I've watched. Mandy Rose's friend doesn't like Otis. Is that how it, and she likes Dolph better? I don't know. Or something. And I, so she felt that Mandy should be seeing Dolph? The, from what I understood she her her tag team partner whose name i'm blanking on right now like had some kind of deal with dolph ziggler where they were going to get mandy to go out with him instead so she kind of sabotaged things and set it up so dolph could get with mandy rose so i remember seeing a thing with otis he was supposed to go on a date with mandy rose and she's at the restaurant and he's getting ready and he's all nervous and she's sitting there waiting and Dolph Ziggler shows up. So by the time Otis gets out to the table, Dolph's sitting there and they're talking. And that kind of brought upon this whole thing where she starts, I assume she thought Otis stood her up or something. But that's how she starts seeing Dolph. So wait, Otis saw Dolph Ziggler sitting with Mandy Rose? At the dinner table at the restaurant. So why didn't he just go up and say what's going on? Because he's probably nervous and shy and felt crushed that. Okay, all right, all right, okay. I don't know. All right. I just, I, he showed up and saw them together. He Is was that, at the restaurant. He was getting ready. He walked in. He was like, he's getting ready. He's he was at the in restaurant like the men's room. Ready? He's like fixing his hair. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like getting himself all. I don't, I've, I've been to many restaurants. I've been on many dates in my life, obviously before you. And I've never gone into the men's room to fix my hair. Hopefully get, the dates get, were before and, me, honey. And get ready. I, I don't go in the men's room at a restaurant to get ready for my date. So it's just kind of strange. But what the hell do I know? Regardless. Anyway. Moving on. Wait, I want to talk about that match a little bit. Okay. Given the very little bit I knew about what was going on, I liked it. I thought it was entertaining and fun. And then at the end, Mandy comes out and she's there for Otis. Because I guess she finds out too, like some hacker or something shows this hidden video of Dolph and the other bro- the other woman setting up the thing. So we got to figure out this other woman's name. What the hell's her name? It's like Daria or something. I don't remember. Da- I'm so sorry. Dasha? No, no not Dasha. Da something. Because, yeah, it has a D Whatever. in it. So, but yeah, Mandy Rose comes out and she chooses Otis. And I really liked that. The underdog. Well, no, because it was a uh, uh, Dolph... The the girl, like, uh, what is her name? Dod Daria, Don. No. Dot something. No disrespect to this person if they're actually listening or watching. I can't remember what her name was. Anyhow, she distracts the ref and Dolph kicks Otis in the nuts. Yeah. Behind the ref's back, and that brings out Mandy Rose to the ring. She gets in the ring and she gives Dolph a low blow to help Otis. 
and then Otis pins Dolph. And she fought the other girl. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the, she they beats up her, her best friend. So there. Who's no longer her best friend apparently anymore. Apparently not. And Otis beats Dolph, and at the end, she gets in the ring, and they hug. This is what I'm saying. This was most hurt. This, this whole thing, if there was a crowd, this probably would have been the best thing on the show. Huge. Because everybody would have just gone nuts for this. Yeah. You could just picture the crowd going crazy. I could, I could already picture in my mind the camera cutting to girls in the crowd crying. And, you know, it's just that's, that was the story they were telling. So it's I think like, this definitely... I, I barely like know the whole backstory, just the very little bit I had. And I was like, yeah, Otis, like rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, Otis. Yay. Yay. Woo. I was happy for him. All right. It was a feel-good moment. There you go. Yeah. And and like I said, this is the one, if there if this was in front of the live, live crowd, this would have been insane. Off the charts. This would have probably, like I said, this probably would have been the best thing on the show if there was a crowd. But there wasn't, unfortunately. So that brings us to the longest match in WrestleMania history that was not the 60-minute Iron Man match in 1996 between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. This was a match that I told you I was looking really the most forward to. You really were. I was. Edge defeated Randy Orton in a last-man-standing match. This match took fucking forever. Holy fucking shit. And I'm going to drop a lot of swear words now. This fucking match lasted for fucking ever. Holy shit balls. Wow. And I shouldn't have been looking forward to it because I might have liked it more. But this match was not... It just dragged on and on and on. It took fucking forever and this also probably hurt just by the fact that it wasn't in front of a crowd. If this was in front of a crowd, great. Not in front of a crowd. They went like 40 minutes. 40 fucking minutes. Holy shit. Long ass match. And it was just a lot of... It was just very slow going and a lot of just downtime. And I just... I wasn't... I wasn't a fan of it, unfortunately. I didn't. I did not enjoy it, and I, it's too bad because, like I said, I like both of these guys a lot, and I was not a fan of this match. I think that during the beginning of it, yeah, it was kind of slow, and and they kind of fight their way into the performance center gym area, and that was a little awkward. Some of the stuff that they were doing, I thought it was kind of weird that they they actually did a hanging spot. Where he's like hanging edge, wrapping around the thing, and the, this just that's so reminiscent of the way Chris Benoit killed himself. I thought it was a little much to be doing that, and the, and especially I think they were trying to point out like his neck issue. I mean, at least that's how I like I, to take I it. guess so, but I just I thought it was kind of weird that they would actually do us uh, do something like that. And neck. again, this was pre-taped; it wasn't live, yeah. so. The fact that it was included in the final presentation. I thought it was just kind of weird. I don't know. I, just me. I, maybe like, nobody else picked up Randy on that. Randy Orton's, in, after he gets out of that, Randy Orton's in the chair and Edge is like swinging. And I thought he was going to kick Randy, but instead he kind of like, how do you explain what he did? He kind of like. Jumped on him. Jumped on him. But like, so his butt kind of landed. He like almost sat on him to knock him down. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I thought he was going to kick him. So it was just like, "Oh, okay, that was weird." Once they got out of that gym area, I was like, "Okay, things are moving." I felt like it kept my attention a little bit more. I liked when Edge climbed the cage on the ceiling and did the like 2-foot elbow drop. That was cute. And it was cute. Yeah. And then but once they got to the area with is it a truck like the yeah, trailer? It was a semi-truck. Yeah. Semi-truck. Yeah. yeah the trailer part of it that's when i started kind of feeling like i was slowing down again and i'm like okay took forever i'm sorry it just took so long for this match to to finish that's all uh, it really a big letdown in my view I, i'm sure a lot of people loved it and thought it was great it just for me it didn't it if there was a live audience this would have been awesome but just the way it was presented, I don't think they should have 
gone for. That's what minutes. I'm saying. I think it felt a little awkward at points. So. It, yeah, and again, obviously they're handicapped by being oh, totally. stuck in a building, and they, they they have to make the most of what they got. But and this they, is and I those... think they did that, but I just think it went way too long for my taste. Again, this is one of those things where I think they could have been a little more creative. Like, granted, they could do a more movie-style thing. Um, I'm not saying they had to, but just get a little more creative with everything. Well, you can't do every match like a movie style. I know, style. but that I'm not doesn't... saying do... Okay, just get more creative. But considering the circumstances, it was pretty darn creative, actually. Now that I think about it, because I don't know. It was, it, the creativity wasn't the problem. Way. For me, the problem was the length of the match. It didn't have to be that long. That's just me, though. Again, who am I? I'm just a dude that was watching along with probably millions of other people. Yeah. So, yeah, I, moving on from that one. And that's, again, too bad. I, I hope that's not the last we see of Edge because he got himself an awesome shape. He looks phenomenal. And, I, I like I said, I was always a big fan of Edge when he was wrestling. And Randy Orton, same thing. I'm a big fan of Randy Orton's. I just feel like just match went way too darn long for my taste. Next up, we had the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, who... I don't understand what their gimmick is. They have red solo cups. I don't know what that means. And they defeated Angel Garza and Austin Theory. I had never seen Angel Garza or Austin Theory before. So to me, okay, great. I'd never heard of or seen either of those two people before. I think I'd seen the Street Profits maybe once. I don't even know what their names are either. But yeah, okay, I guess it was fine. I fell asleep. I was so tired. There you have it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And that's the show. No, I, I started like dozing off. Like, you know how you fall asleep for a few seconds and you wake up and then you're like, oh, what? And I was trying to pay attention, but I just felt so tired that I started kind of dozing off here and there. But the end, I liked that because what about Selena the Vega mm-hmm. after um, the Street Profits win. Yes. So Selena Vega is obviously mad and she steps in and like, the two guys who, so we should have mentioned Selena Vega was managing Austin Theory and uh, Angel Garza. They grab, what is his name? Is his last name? They grab one of the guys. What guy? uh, The Street Profits. Just say you grab one of the Street Profits. Okay, grabs one of the Street Profits and they're holding him and she's kicking him and everything and then Bianca Blick, Bianca Belair comes out because I guess she's in real life married. Montez Ford, I think that's his name. She's married to the dude that they're beating up. She comes out and I thought, I'm like, okay, here we go. Now it's entertaining. I like Bianca Belair. I think um, she's really athletic and she has entertaining matches. So that kind of brought it up where, all right, there's more people in where we have more people involved. It was more exciting. I like the ending. So it made up for the part that I missed when I it just made off. up for the fact that I fell asleep because the match was so goddamn boring. I was tired. Ha! I didn't fall asleep. She fell asleep. Okay. Next up, we had in a Firefly Funhouse no. match. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, did I? I skipped you, one. Were you trying to do that on purpose? Maybe. No, of course not. I would never do that. We had the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Defeated Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Tamina in a fatal five-way elimination match. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, you loved this match. I thought it was entertaining. Great. I thought, I really like Lacey Evans. I know you're not a huge fan of hers, but I enjoy her. I love her gimmick, and I like her. What's her gimmick? So she has that pinup look. She's... She's in real life. She's a former Marine. So right there. Awesome. And she does the like the 50s pinup style, which I love. And she's just she's an interesting character. Because she dresses a certain way. No. And just like the way she is. She kind of like she has like the nasties and she's very ladylike. She has her handkerchief. And after she beats someone up, she's sweating. She'll pull out her handkerchief and dab herself and throw the dirty handkerchief on the person Watch that she's microphone. fighting. Sorry, I'm excited. But I like her. And I just thought overall, I think having more people involved in the match made it more entertaining, at least for me. 
but I thought everyone did a great job. I, I wasn't expecting to be into this match and I really was. I enjoyed it and I watched the whole entire thing eyes glued to the TV. You didn't fall asleep during this one? I did not. I really liked it. And there is a glowing endorsement. Monique did not fall asleep for this match. So it was good. Kept me awake. All right. That's actually, it woke, like the end of the previous match, like started waking me up and this kind of pulled me back into everything because I don't know how everyone else is, but it's hard when it's nighttime and you're, it's past your bedtime and you want to go to sleep and you're fighting it. This pulled me back in and got me excited again. Great. So great job, ladies. All right. Not like any of them listened to this. Nicely done, SmackDown ladies. Next, we had a Firefly Funhouse match. This was something. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeated John Cena. I enjoyed this, but I didn't I don't think it was a match. I wouldn't call but, it a match, but I loved it. But it was it was entertaining. It was so fun. John Cena comes out and we're like, Okay, so where's this going? Like we're thinking, so is it not? This was another movie, <laughs> another movie type match, and it was great. I th- I liked it. I it was it funny. was there's a lot of silliness and goofiness, but I thought it actually logically made sense as much as you can make sense out of something like this. It had a flow. It kind of told a story. It. All, everything kind of fit together. And the best part to me, and this is me speaking strictly as somebody that got beat up for a lot of years, the best part to me was the fact that nobody took any bumps. Well, I think Cena took like one bump. Yeah, but it it was probably, it was something that there was a quick cut, so you never actually saw him go from his feet to his back. Mm-hmm. You kind of just saw him landing on his back. Yeah. He could have very easily been sitting on his ass and went, yeah. And and they they could have cut it there. It was a very clever cut. I loved it for that reason alone. And I thought it was entertaining. There was a lot of inside kind of backstage kind of stuff that was thrown in there that a lot of people might have gone over some people's heads and there was stuff in there that was just it was for me I I loved it. I enjoyed it. Again, I know this isn't everybody's cup of tea. And if they did something like this all the time, I would be against it. I wouldn't like it. I but <laughs> I thought I I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was very creative. And again, given the circumstances right now, I I enjoyed this. I liked it a lot. Again, this is the creativity I was yes. thinking of, like doing something different. And they I thought they did an awesome this job. This was with different. It. it was so different. It was different. And it catches you off guard because nobody knows what this is going to be. And they have him coming out and at the performance center. And you're like, okay. Have and who then coming out? John, sorry, I said it before. They have John Cena coming out at the performance center. And you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you're transported. Who's transported? The audience is transported to, to or where? John Cena as well, is transported to the Firefly. Firefly Funhouse. Say that again. Firefly Funhouse. Three, ta- three times fast. Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. I did it. Nice yeah. job. Well done. I did it. Yeah. I did it so good. That's what she said. Woo. Okay. Were you going to. So, no, carry it's just, it, it took you somewhere like you weren't expecting. At least I wasn't. You weren't expecting to go to the Firefly Funhouse in the Firefly Funhouse match? I got thrown off when John Cena was coming out to go to the ring. That's I'm like, what I'm saying. Where's he going? That's why I got I this thrown was, off. I thought so this was going to be in the Firefly Funhouse. Exactly. But, okay. It switched it up and it just throws you off. Like, wait a minute. I Yeah, I thought it was going to be there. And then he's coming out of the performance center. and Okay. It just, it was cool. Kept you on your toes. Okay, what's next? <laughs> wow. All right. I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Kudos to everybody involved in that one. Very well done. Again, I've seen, I, I looked on, I went on Twitter a little bit and I was looking and there was, this is a very 
polarizing match. You either had people that loved it and thought it was great, and then you had people that just couldn't stand it, thought it was the worst thing ever. Again, it wasn't really a match, though. That's why I'm saying I don't really call it a match. Cause and I don't, maybe that's why people were upset? Possibly. I don't know. Could be. I thought it was better than a match. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good presentation. And yeah. Again, if this was something they did all the time, I would have a different opinion. But this is kind of one of those once in a blue moon kind of things. And I thought it was creative. And I thought it was... Heck, if I'm John Cena, I loved it. Because <laughs> he probably made a hell of a lot of money to do... To take no punishment, so that's great. And in the main event of night two and of WrestleMania, we had Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar to become the new WWE champion. So congratulations to Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I thought this match was fine. It's it was a Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. Big move, big move, big move, kick out. Big move, big move, big move, kick out. Big move, big move, big move, finish. I was fine. I it always stuck enjoyed with the formula. It. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, it was very, very well done. If it was me putting together this show, I would have had Brock Lesnar win. I know why they didn't. Obviously, you want to end the show on a happy note, but I just feel like... If Drew McIntyre is going to be the next guy that they're going with to be their the face of the company and all that kind of stuff, I think it would have just gotten so much. So it would have just been so much better if it was done in front of a, a crowd, and it doesn't have to be a eighty thousand seat football stadium. It could have been in just a regular arena. I just think it would have meant more. Obviously, if they could have held this off for a couple more months, maybe have Brock beat him in some cheap way or something and then keep the storyline going for a couple months till they can actually have a match in front of people. It would have just, I think the, the reaction from the people would have been so much bigger and maybe would have meant a lot more for the title change, but circumstances are what they are and they did what they did. And hey, Drew McIntyre's the man now there. So, and good for him. That guy, that guy has busted his ass oh, yeah. to get to where he is. So well-deserved good for him. Congratulations to him. And also, the referee for the match is a friend of ours, Sean Bennett. Yeah. Got to referee the main event of WrestleMania. So congratulations to Sean. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw him. I'm like, hey, it's Sean. Holy shit, he's in the main event of WrestleMania. That is awesome. And it didn't click at first. I'm like, oh, hey, there's Bennett. I'm like, all right, Bennett's the ref. And then I realized as the match is going, I'm like, this is the main event. He's in the main event of WrestleMania. Holy shit. Good for him. So congratulations to him. Good guy. Well deserved there as well. And that was WrestleMania. That was it. That was the show. Overall, what are your thoughts on both nights? And, and that's the thing, too. Uh, night one, we said, went three hours. And then night two ended up going almost four. They they It, it started to get close to ten. And I'm like, this, what's going on here? Are, the, are these next couple matches going to be like a minute long? Because we're we're getting close to ten. But they, they went beyond the ten o'clock mark. They went they did. Al- almost four hours on night two. I think given the situation of things right now. Yeah. I think it was as great as it could be considering. I mean, yeah, I would have liked them to get a little more creative with some stuff, but a lot of this I'm sure was like last what stuff? minute. What, no, what just some of, of the matches, like maybe, okay. you like, know. Like what do you mean? You want, are you saying you think they could have been more creative in what way? Like how they did the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt matches? No, are you just like about the regular that, like in-ring matches or creative how i don't know that's the thing like l- let them figure that out but are you talking about like moves no what no i'm mean? just talking about like the way it was it was just like sometimes it just felt so quiet well that's that's a problem i think one of the things we didn't mention at all but we'll talk about it now the commentary i felt like the commentary the first night was better mm-hmm. because it was it seemed like they were talking more and i i, I apologize i can't remember who was commentating uh either night but I felt like the first night commentary was better because even though it's quiet and there's no fans, the commentators were still talking. Mm-hmm. So you had noise going. You had you had you had something happening other than the action in the ring. You could you had somebody talking and, mm-hmm. and kind of explaining everything and then having a conversation talking. The second night, I felt like and this may be too why the Randy Orton and Edge match dragged so much, it was a lot of silence. Mm. So you had the guys. Yeah, there was like points where it's just so. It's silent. just silent, yeah. and there was they weren't talking. It's like, 
Okay. At least like I think too during the uh, women's match with Bailey and Sasha and Lacey, they were kind of they were talking like just kind of smack talking here and there, but it was something. At least yeah. it wasn't just silent movie where you're just watching and there's nothing. And then you had commentary, but it's still there was like this quietness and it just felt weird. It was only a couple of the matches though where it was like yeah it's just, it's, it it was but, missing something and I think that's what it was the commentators were just not talking as much as I felt it pretty probably but could considering have considering they probably did this on like last minute notice doesn't matter that's their job stop making excuses stop making excuses for everyone and everything well they didn't have any no that's I their fucking probably, job it's probably no i'm not talking about commentary i'm talking about just well, that's what i'm talking about. i'm talking together. about commentary no i'm not i'm talking in general wrestlemania not a lot of notice to get all of this put together so i thought overall they did a good job they usually do the show live they, they pre-taped it. Out. They pre-taped this show. This is true. And they had it in the can for over a week. They could have edited things in. That's what I'm talking about. That's true. But we don't know the situation. I don't know all the situations. I'm, from my point of view, this is what I think. And and again, giving my opinion as somebody that's not there, I don't have any inside knowledge of what was going on. That's just my opinion right now. I, and it's like everybody else. I have an opinion, and that's mine. Is it wrong? I. So did you like it? To me, it's fine, but I, I for both, yeah. I, I, overall, I'd give it, I'd give both nights a thumbs up. Yeah, me too. I'd give, yeah. I, I would say, even even if there wasn't a whatever going on in the world, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I, I don't think that we're going to be seeing a lot of this in the future. This kind of thing in the future, but yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed the fact that they got creative with stuff. There was some unique things on the show. Obviously, the fact that there wasn't a crowd hurt a lot of stuff, but it was good. And and I really think that some of the things they did as far as in advancing storylines and making certain people champions that I, I, I would have, I personally would have done things a little differently, but again, that's just not really knowing what's going on. So, so what about you? Anything else no, you would yeah, like to no, add? I just, you, I liked, you it. liked it. You enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was entertained. Yeah, I was entertained. And uh, from what I understand, they have Monday Night Raw. They had they had taped that as well, but I don't think they have any other shows that they've taped. And I know Florida where they've been filming is shut down pretty much. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know how, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do as far as shows going forward or how they're going to do that, but Isn't Monday Night Raw the longest episodic 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 thank you episodic live show on tv it's been going on longer than any other show that's live so does this now if they're not weekly yeah weekly live so if it's not happening live because of this do they lose that random thought it's never it's never always been live though there was uh, there's a long time where that was where it was taped. Well, just because they, they I remember like when we would watch it, they'd boast that the longest running week. Yeah, live. well, the Gunsmoke, the show from the fifties, was on longer. But I, that was live. It wasn't live. They 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 were saying they live. say live. Yeah, because I, they, they've said because Monday Night Raw has never always been live. I don't know. That's, it's never always been live. When it first started out, it was live like the first three or four weeks, and then after that, they were doing they hmm. would tape like every other week. I don't know that. So it's never been live all the time. I mean, I even know. into the late 90s, they were going, they were still taping. They hmm. would do like a live show and then they'd tape one so they'd have every other week. Because I remember be like one time, like we'd watch Raw and they'd say that and I'm like, huh, interesting. So that's why the thought popped in my head. I don't know. No, it's not. It's, it hasn't always been live. Hmm. So, so that, I guess it doesn't So matter. I guess it doesn't. Yeah. It's wrestling. It doesn't matter anyway. Come on. Matters to me. Okay. So, any other final thoughts about uh, WrestleMania? No. No? I think we shared them all. Yeah. So, that, that's it. That's our, our thoughts on WrestleMania. If you saw the show and you agree, disagree, let us know. Reach out to us on our social media. We've got a Twitter. At Pod. Instagram. Podcast. And we have a website. HomeRecordPodcast.com. Yeah. So, reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the show. If you saw it. If you didn't. Is it still... 
I think the WWE Network is free for first-time subscribers. So if you go and set up an account, you can watch WrestleMania yourself. Mm -hmm. And they have all kinds of cool stuff on that network, too, that we've rediscovered since we signed up this month. Yes. Yeah, so definitely check it out. I, I definitely, again, I would I would recommend it. I thought it was definitely worth seeing. One last thought I forgot to mention. Oh, yes. I was really bummed out the Viking Raiders weren't part of WrestleMania. I feel robbed by that. You're robbed. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay. Well, you can't get everybody on a show, unfortunately. They should have been on it. Just my two cents. Listen, I would have put them on in the tag match instead of seriously. Uh, I thought they were gonna like come those out other guys instead. Are that like I've they never were gonna. Seen. Have, I thought they were gonna have like a last minute change. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was hoping. Again, I don't know the. I don't work there. I don't know the thought processes and the decision making. So, not it, sure why they weren't included. And it, it was just disappointing. I agree. I was disappointed. Not as well. mad, but just disappointed. Anything else you want to add? No, that was it. That's it. You sure? I'm sure. Positive? Well, then on that note, until next time, Firefly Funhouse. Yes. Until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I've been joined by my beautiful, gorgeous, lovely, amazing, laughing over here for some reason. Tongue twisted. Is that what you were laughing? You were waiting to drop that line? Is that no, what just because you said Firefly Funhouse, and I was thinking how I couldn't say it, and I messed it up. It made me laugh. Ah. Uh, Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>